Friends, it is Lori here. Welcome back. I'm so excited to have you here. I want to give you a heads up of what today's Bible study video is about. Inside our online studio, if you're a member, you'll see that we do in-depth Bible study videos and we share them, uh, parts of them here on YouTube. But today's video, we're sharing something exciting with you. We, we actually filmed uh, chapter 21 into three individual in-depth Bible studies, really going slow and steady in this chapter. So today we're giving you access to the full video of part two of this Bible study. So if you want part one and part three, those can be found inside the private online studio area that you can watch at your convenience. But this had so many great things that we just had to share it all with you. So friends, I really hope you enjoy today's um, video and episode. Um, don't forget to like this video if you're over on YouTube. It really helps get our show out there. And if you're on the podcast, don't forget to head over to Apple and give us a rating as well. That helps get our show out to more people. Girls, we can't do this without you. We're thinking of you. We're praying for all of you. We really hope today's message blesses you in some way like it did for us. God bless you all, and we'll chat with you soon. Hope you girls enjoy today's Bible study. Friends, hello, hello. We are so thankful to have you here, and we're finishing out um, going into part well, two. Well, we won't be finishing out. We right. think we're going to do another third part because uh, this chapter 21 and 22, how they, how this one ends and how 22 starts, it kind of go together. So we're still kind of debating how we're going to do this. So we thought we'll just do right now a part two of chapter 21. So in this uh, Bible study, we're going to be focusing on, so we left off Oops, um, talking about, you know, Jesus coming to the temple and the donkey and him um, going and cleansing the temple and the praising of children. We're going to have a general idea where we're going to stop this one, but right now we're just going to first focus on the fig tree and then evaluate if we want to go a little bit more in this video or, or continue on the next one. So again, starting at verse 18 for this one, I might bring in a little bit of the gospel of Mark in here too, because he, how he has it set up, it's a little bit different than Matthew. Matthew makes it seem like all this cursing of the fig tree and then talking about your faith and moving mountains and stuff is all like one big scene where it really, I think, happened in two different instances. Uh, but still, we can learn a lot um, from this moment. So prayer first. Uh, before we get into reading, we're, we're going to say a prayer. And, and, but then, like always, make sure you have read through and, and sat with what this meaning yourself. And please grant Lord and I grace. We, we um, aim to speak the truth and what we've discovered and learned on our journey and just simply sharing because we just, we're having fun learning more about Jesus. All right, so... Close your eyes, bow your heads with us here. Dear Heavenly Father, good, good Father, precious Father, gracious, full of mercy, Lord, you are the faithful one. We come here to say thank you. Holy Spirit, work in each and every one of our hearts to take away the message that you need us to take away today. Help us to understand what we read here today. Lord, what is it that you want us all to know from this message today? Speak truth into each and every one of us hearts. Help us to hear and to see what Jesus is saying. Lord, we all come here today to praise you, to worship you, and to say thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. All right, so let's dive in and see what we unpack and discover today. Cursing of the fig tree, starting at verse 18. In the morning, as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry, and he noticed a fig tree beside the road. He went over to see if there were any figs, 
but there were only leaves. Then he said to it, May you never bear fruit again, and immediately the fig tree withered up. The disciples were amazed when they saw this and asked, How did the fig tree wither so quickly? Then Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. You can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. My, my um, Christian Standard Bible, it's pretty similar wording, so I, I don't feel called I need to read the whole, whole thing. But it, it, is, it is interesting that when we first read through this, first we're kind of like, what? What happened here? Um, again, Lloyd and I have not read the Old Testament, so sometimes little things feel, why is that important? We don't know all the Jewish words or culture, so we're thankful for the, the pastors that teach us yeah. and commentaries. But um, one of the commentaries are off my phone. They were, uh, when I were like, because we were like, what? Fig tree? Why say who cares about this fig tree, right? We're like, what is, what is going on here? But when we hear, see here that the barren fig tree is a symbolic act of judgment against the city and its leaders, and them rejecting the Messiah, Jerusalem is failing to fulfill its purpose just like the fig tree. So I guess what we learned is that it's, um, it's a representation of, of Israel, and I guess that kind of was ha that metaphor was in the Old Testament. So yeah. that kind of helped a little bit for us to understand, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Because look again what just happened. What yeah, happened before, before this. He was coming to the city. And the religious, yeah, the religious rulers were questioning it, even though Jesus was like, have you not read? You know, he is here doing what the Old Testament, with what they all have been reading about, right? And it's happening. And then him cleansing of the temple. And I guess another pastor I know mentioned, like, the order of the cleansing of the temple and the, the fig tree, I guess it's not 100% clear exactly the order, but I think in the general, we don't need to worry about such details. That We need to take away what was the message and what was Jesus trying to portray to the people back then for us to take away today. And also we know he wanted to remind people of what the church, in a sense, was that the, the temple is for, is to... For sick people to come to get healing, not for people to get rich and make money. That's what we first saw him. And then now, the, then he does this fig tree thing to kind of really make a point. Like, And then as we said, the next the, the next end of this chapter, to 22, is more parables going in further detail into this. So it's just something I think now when you see it as a, it's a symbolic message, I find it very powerful. And obviously yeah. meant probably a lot, especially to his disciples because they probably were aware of what was what was that meant and stuff i just like this was a this was a big punch and i uh, shows i i just i kind of love it you know that jesus doesn't hold back he's like this is what i'm here to let you guys know what's happening and what i see and that i don't like it yeah so we're gonna go sit here for a little bit camp out in this little <laughs> verse for a little bit because i must admit when we read this coming out of false teachings it was one i feel like mm -hmm. people use the if you just have faith and believe you can move mountains so yeah. i do feel like this is one that definitely gets um pulled out of context a lot and can really um confuse people and so i i myself was like lord i really want to understand this better and i don't know if i'm quite there yet i must admit but i just know in time yeah. jesus will keep revealing deeper meanings to this so we're just gonna chat with you girls about what Michelle and I did discover from our research on studying this a little bit further. So again, according to the Be Loyal book, 
Again, he says, um, when we consider the time and place of this event of the cursing of the fig tree, we understand it better. Jesus was near Jerusalem in his last week of his public ministry to his people. The fig tree, as Michelle mentioned, always symbolized Israel back in the Old Testament. Just as this tree had no leaves, but no, had leaves but no fruit, so Israel had a show of religion, but no practical experience of faith resulting in living a godly life. So Jesus was not angry at the tree. Rather, he used this tree to teach several lessons to his disciples. So him cursing of this tree was not really that he was angry. He was using it again, I think, as a, as a learning opportunity. Yeah. Um, to make a point. To like, teach his disciples to be aware of this stuff. Yeah, well. also, like, if you go back to um, the very first verse, sorry, this, sorry verse um, 19, it says, Seeing a lone fig tree by the road, and the harvest family just brought up, you know, a lone fig tree. It's also is symbolizing I can do things all myself, and that's also the Pharisees. You're like they weren't relying on Jesus for what He came to. They weren't seeing Jesus for who He was and what He came to do. They were still believing it was all what they were doing. Yeah. And I just thought it was another another symbolic thing to take away from this message as well as to be careful that all of us aren't in the attitude, which we still might from time to time. Really, we live in God's grace, but we really need to make sure we do things because of Jesus, not. Just ourselves. A little bit more here. And so God wants to produce fruit in the lives of his people. Fruit is the product of life. The presence of leaves usually indicates the presence of fruit, but not in this case. And the, um, the parable of the fig tree is also done in, in Luke as well. Mm -hmm. The gardener was given more time to care for the tree, but now the time was up. The tree was taking up space and doing no good. So again, obviously, in essence, that's what's happening here. Jesus is like, hey, this is my last week. Israel, your time is up. You you kind of blew it. Um, now you guys are just making space and for what else I can do. So um, it was time of judgment. Um, so I just, I liked that as well, kind of seeing that happen um, there. Um, so then we'll get into the parables next. But I want a little bit more about the fig tree I wanted to unpack with you girls and yeah. stuff so obviously i wanted to talk a little bit more about the fruit i just love to have he just mentioned and i and, you know i've been made but mentioned that he was hungry so i think well, why why are they telling us that jesus was hungry and one of the That's commentaries true. just made note like probably just shows again that he got up early to pray and didn't eat and also he's still there's he's still showing us that he was human mm -hmm. he had he lived a human life even though he was god and so he had the human experiences that we all kind of um face so i kind of like reminded myself of that and then um, i guess this commentary also mentioned like jesus this is one of his, he only did really two destructive type of miracles um, it was this one, cursing up the fig tree, and then he also, when he did the herd of the pigs back in Matthew 8. Both but the, both of these weren't directed toward an individual person. Uh, just keep in mind, I think both times just um, something bigger is happening here. And as we mentioned, the fig tree is a picture of false advertising, um, which shouldn't be the case because, again, if they were, we, we learned more about, again, fig trees, their type of tree that when they have leaves grown, they also should have the fruits growing with it. And so this one obviously wasn't. So this is definitely, you can see almost even as a teaching point parable, Jesus is warning the judgment that is going to be coming to the unfruitful Israel. Like again, like I said, like your, your time is up. Like you're, you're lacking that the Messiah is here. Mm -hmm. um, and then going into verse 20, the disciples again were amazed uh, that he could do this. Jesus then goes on to explain to them that this miracle is really the result of a prayer made in faith. 
And he encouraged his disciples to also have this kind of faith, trusting that God would hear them also. Um, so I think this goes back to, he's again using this as a, as a teaching point to his disciples. Hey, like I, you know, I believe in God. And that's one thing I wanted to mention. And Mark, his, um, what he, when he brings in the cursing of the fig tree, and he comes back and talks about the lesson that you can learn from the fig tree. I just love what Jesus says to them. So here in, in the Mark, he says, have faith in God. And, you know, in my other here, it says, if you have faith and do not doubt. So I think we just get more, um, a very more deeper message here. So it says, have faith in who? God. Not in yourself and not what, in what you're, you can do. But Jesus had such faith in God, his father. He knew he would do things. And so I think that's also what he's trying to teach the disciples. We need to keep having faith in God and not ourselves. And so I just, I just like knowing sitting with that too it's, it's reminding my it's it's faith in god that's just a side note there that i liked learning about that there well one thing too though going i feel like what makes sense with that and then it's like okay they were fruitless because one thing i um the harvest family brought up you know they brought up again the fruit of the spirit and one way that we we you know we produce fruit for the lord obviously that's something that is desirable of you know, of our lord he wants us to bear fruit it's talked quite a bit about that but in God's closeness you will grow and be as God designed so you will have fruit so if you sit and think about it okay so being close to God growing with him being with him is how you grow fruit mm. okay well here are religious leaders who studied and knew you know knew the scriptures so that makes you wonder okay but they didn't bear fruit so I'll I think Jesus is also trying to show with the faith part is that you have to be close to God, rely on God, depend on God, truly surrender to God. Like it's, I think that's also what it's this not just reading your Bible and expecting all of that. No, right. it's more it's, to it's it. more than just reading. Like we read the Bible to this, we get to know the Lord, but we don't. It's the we can't always just read the Bible and then forget about about Jesus and who He was and His power and that He that He's in us. Like this just helps us get to know Him and to learn more about Him and learn of His characters. So I think it's just important to sit with, like, okay, they didn't bear fruit, but they're the people that, you know, everyone looked up to, and, and they did all these things. They had the checklist, and, and they looked down upon people. So obviously, that's something Jesus is trying to say. That's not what this is about. Faith isn't that. Faith, like, it's not what the Lord is saying. It's not in what you do. Having this perfect outside religious appeal, it is truly this having closeness with God. And I think also how the Harvest family brought up, again, the fig tree. I guess if you go back to Genesis chapter 3, Adam chose a fig leaf. Mm. So um, us humans like to cover up. And uh, so you can also see that the, going even going back up to the cleansing of the table, it says you're making it a house of dens. Like they were covering up their sinful things on certain things in there. And it's, it relates even back to Adam. He used to fo chose a fig leaf to cover up. So what is also what we're seeing here is that we need to come to Jesus. Where is the fruit? It's seeing... Jesus, and that's also I think what this is this is also trying okay, to. I think he's, he's warning. Like again, it goes back to mm -hmm. verse twenty-one. Who's he talking to? He's not talking to the crowd. He's not even talking to the Pharisees. Who is he talking to? He's talking to his disciples, yeah. his followers. He so wants us to see it. He wants know. us to understand this message, and yeah. for them to understand the idea is like you can't. I think follow X, Y, and Z rules, and then completely forget about everything else. And he warns us that you can do all these things and not bear fruit. And we, we want to make sure we're bearing fruit. And, you know, so be careful of um, 
things like this. So just remind that he's talking to his disciples. So this promise of faith and prayer, I think here is to believers, is to the yeah. true people that are continuing to deny themselves and follow Christ. It's truly people who are, yeah, I wrote that down. Who want to grow for the kingdom, want to do things for the kingdom yeah. and be aligned with God. And mm -hmm. um, I loved uh, knowing that too. So Because I um, also wrote down the relating to verses 21 there and 22, that our minds come like Jesus. So we pray to do the will of, of God. That's what Jesus did, right? So prayer will be answered. So it goes back to like, I think we've talked about this in previous times, even going back to the Lord's prayer, thy will be done. And it's our, like you're saying that we're all as believers want to do this. And I think that's when it makes it powerful. Together, yeah. Is that we all want to do the will of the Father. We all want to bear fruit. We all want to know Jesus um, and not, it's not all about us but truly abiding in him. Um, so I just have a few more things. I told you I was really, um, wanted to really understand this more. So I, And we know it's in Mark, which we're, 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 we're going to get to so again. We'll we'll get I think it's in Luke too. So I think we're just going to continue to, and I told you like every time we do and we know the Lord will keep revealing things. That's what he says. Like in time, I will reveal mm -hmm. things to you. He doesn't reveal everything to you at once. But Michelle, I did just want like, where we are in our walk with the Lord, have a deeper understanding of just this. Just as Lloyd said, I think so. Because we came out of false teachings that said see jesus said just have faith no doubt so the must, if you have doubt that must be the reason why you're not getting it well, i think there's a little bit more to, to it that we yeah. discovered i think as you said like you're you're still all out for yourself you're not doing it for the whole kingdom of god it's and, not and it's, God's it's will no doubt done. in the lord what he can do and what he came to do the the no that think that's what the no doubt is we can still have doubt ourselves our personal and, and we bring them to jesus that's also what he wants us to do yeah. but it's this idea of you're having you're having so much faith and God, and because God who, what he, he is, his character. He's yeah. always the faithful one doing what he says to do. So just a few more things I just wanted to share with you girls. Um, so again, looking again at the whole fig tree scene here, um, the false, te false teachers are out there have defined believing as a confidence in our desire or the expectation that something will happen, meaning that our faith is in the outcome. Yet that's not what Jesus is talking about here. Mm. Faith always has faith always as an object. We have faith in something. Again, like I told you, Mark says, faith in God, not in the outcome. Faith in yeah. God. Um, it's not the power of our faith or the strength of our desire that makes anything come true. Because it goes back to it's not people saying you know just have more faith. You know you didn't have enough faith. Well, I think this is another way of Jesus is saying it's it's not your own doing. You know it's the, the faith in your Father. And with you're the aligning trust, yourself with him. You have the trust so. that whatever the result is, that was what was supposed to happen. Yeah. Like it's not saying because maybe you didn't get it what you thought or didn't go the way you thought. But remember, God's ways are different and they're higher. And he thinks differently than the way we all think. And also too, like so he he cursed the fig tree that it, it immediately withered up. And then I know in Mark it says the next day they were walking by that same fig tree. And that's when the disciples were like, whoa, mm -hmm. teacher, look. And I think... That there, and then Jesus goes into talking next about the faith and the prayer, like a teaching moment. So I think he was again saying, Jesus is saying to them that the power to do anything resides with God himself. Mm -hmm. So when we have faith in God's plan of action, we can be part of it. And I, that helped me understand this parable more. Again, it's always back to alignment with God's will. God's kingdom come. Not my kingdom come. God's kingdom comes. And... Um, so I think I know one thing that Michelle and I in the false teachings we would hear people say uh, you know your will is God's will well I don't know if I believe that 
to fully. I think in you, if you're somebody who is constantly surrendering and committing their life to the Lord, yes, He fills your heart up with His desires. But I think in general, depending on where you are truly in your faith and commitment and surrendering to the Lord, yeah, that might be true. But I think you can't just go out and saying that to people because some people's will are not in align with God's will. And so yeah, that, that can cause, I think, the commentary off the phone here, off that faithful lifeline, um, it said, related to whatever you ask in prayer, it says the qualifiers about asking in prayer and with faith restrict the request that God will grant. He will not give the disciples their every whim and desire. He will grant those things that align with his will and plan for the kingdom. That's right, goes back I, think, to, I think that's more, as Michelle talked about earlier, the more you grow closer to God, form a relationship with Him, He reveals certain things inside your heart over time. Like, you know, this, I have to remind myself in my own walk, like, mm -hmm. some things I don't feel like I've really gotten a clear answer on or really understanding on, but I feel like, remember, Lord, this is, this is a walk for life. I'm, I'm continually learning and growing with the teacher, just like as the disciples with Jesus for three years, and He was constantly mm -hmm. telling them and teaching them things, and, you know, so I feel like we have to remind ourselves of that. But the more I do this, the more I seek God first, the more I commit myself to Him and to want to do His will for me, He will reveal it to me. And then well, I think I even so going back to looking at the whole picture, again, He's talking to the um, to Israel. Yeah. And what did he want? What was they he looking for? turning away from God. He was looking for the fruit. And that's something that God desires of. And, and then yeah. there's all different ways to display the fruit of the Spirit and things like that. But if you think about it, okay, so he, he was pretty much cursing them because they weren't bearing the fruit. So to me, it goes back to they were focused, again, a little bit more on selfish gain. Yeah. What they were doing. And not and again, you could so see that they were... Oh, my, my prayers aren't being answered. Well... You have to ask yourself, are you doing more selfish prayers and not really... No, it's not saying you can't yeah. still come praying for yourself. Of course, we've seen that in other, in other uh, scriptures. But it's more the idea, I think, just um, like, hey, God, you know, I want this new job. It you know, looks really cool. If it your will, I know it will be done. And you have to trust that if you get it or if you don't get it, well, either way, you can't hold judgment against God because you have to trust again that know that He knows what is ultimately best for the whole kingdom. Yeah, I think just really, you have to sit with yourself, like, you know, really sit with that. Okay, so these people, God's chosen people, and that's who he's talking to about Israel, who, who you know, he, God gave them things to follow. They, they weren't, fulfilling, so Je uh, weren't fulfilling, so Jesus came to be the faithful one, and they weren't yeah. seeing him. So that's also, I think, a very important thing with getting prayers being answered is truly seeing Jesus. And allowing him to be in you, because it's by him being in us, it allows us to bear the fruit. So as you can see that they, I also made note here in my notebook, it's this nation of Israel, they looked good from the outside. I think Lloyd mentioned something like this earlier. But the inside, there was no fruit. So Jesus withered it away, because that's, he wants to be in you. And they weren't allowing Jesus in. And I think also too, like again, I just keep sitting with the disciples, again, were so amazed about what just happened. And I think, again, they were wondering how... He just said a word, mm -hmm. and the tree withered up. So I think you know Jesus is teaching them that they could have done the same miracle if they had believed God was, if they had believed God was prepared them to do it. So remembering that God is the only one with the power to make things happen. Jesus means when he says that in prayer we ask God, and then believing in what He reveals to us, we may command it. 
So again, it's like when you are building up that relationship with God, and you keep asking to be, to align up with His will. Then when He reveals it to you, then uh, Jesus I think also got to be it. like when we go to do something, we know as as followers of Christ, we have the Holy Spirit in us is, is powerful, and we can do stuff. Something else that Lori and I on this little side note study thing we were doing, it was a, geared around curses, and obviously this is Jesus cursing a fig tree. And I think this is also showing as disciples, also what he's saying, they have faith and no doubt. That's also going back and remembering why Jesus came here. He came to overtake evil. So I think it's also reminding us that with faith, we too can overcome evil mm -hmm. and overcome the, the work of Satan stuff. So I think that's also to an, an, another way to look at it too is remembering that truth that Jesus also said, that's also the faith and like, remember what I came here to do and what I overcame. And then that powers in you too. So it's not about like the Lord saying it's not. It's not going back with some of the false teachers. It's not like that Jesus is going to help you get this certain house or whatever. It's more of like the spiritual stuff. And I think that's also going back into the fruit, like with the with the, the spiritual leaders. They didn't have that spiritual connection. They were doing more actions and not truly having a spiritual relationship with Jesus. And He was right there. And I think it's also reminding us of that, like. They were kind of blinded because of the Satan's work on them, that they were missing Jesus. And so Jesus here is also, this is also, I think, a sign of that to remind ourselves that we have the power whenever we feel being pulled or cursed by demonic forces, that Jesus is reminding us, through me, you have the power to overcome that. And I know we'll see evidence of more of that reading. For I just wanted to bring that up as a yeah, sign, just something it's... that came through Lori and I. Yeah. And so anyway, we just thought that was just really interesting that the pastor brought the fig tree and we just read about it to see it more from Jesus also mind the faith in him and that he overcame evil and is done and we have that authority too so yeah. I think it's also related to that and a last little few things about truly understanding again this if you have faith and don't doubt we must abide in Jesus we must listen to him know his word respond to his lead and as we do we can take part in the miracles as he does so I think that goes back to when you're aligning yourself up with the whole will of God, the kingdom of heaven, you can be part of it. Mm -hmm. And I said, we, so we can produce spiritual food by abiding in the Lord. Again, it's, I feel like the, it's, again, the spiritual gifts are gifts from the Lord. So you're able to produce those gifts of the spirit because you are abiding in the Lord. And then he gifts you those, those things. So I just like that too. So, and I also wrote a lesson of the fig tree for Israel they should have abided in the Lord so they could receive the Messiah and his day and produce the spiritual fruit. And that's the lesson for the disciples and for us. The ability to produce spiritual fruit belongs to God alone. So it's like he's the one that gives you those gifts. So abide in him if we help to produce fruit ourselves. So I think that's to me was the, the one of the biggest lessons mm -hmm. I took out of it. It's yes, it's faith in God. It's all through God. God gives us all these things. God gives us the the gift of faith. God gives us the spiritual fruit by what? By us surrendering to Him, committing to Him, seeking Him first, truly trying to lead a life lead by, led by the Spirit to produce those type of fruits. So I just I like that. So again, Israel had the law, which we talked about earlier, and they knew that they knew the way to God. But when Jesus came looking for the fruit, there was nothing there. And it's like, remember, like Him walking in on Israel, they're all like who is this man? You know, like they didn't even like mm -hmm. recognize what was happening right in front of them because they were in the practice of self-righteousness through empty rituals. And it was so empty that their Lord came to fulfill those rituals they practiced 
but they didn't even recognize them. So I think that's also mm -hmm. the other thing is that we just, the lesson is like, if we want to not be like this fig tree, we need to just keep surrendering and committing our life to the Lord. Because remember, that this, is, this is for Him, not for us. You know, it's for His kingdom come down here on earth as it is in heaven. So, um, so pretty much we can't bear the fruit unless we truly are followers of Christ and um, submitting to Him, serving Him. So that's what I've got out of it. Helped me a little bit more understand all this. Like, don't just do the things just to do them and really be careful of, of a righteous attitude. Like, oh, I'm better than you because I'm doing all these things. That's not going to really allow me to produce the fruit. So just little key check-ins to us followers. I think, again, it was a learning opportunity for the disciples. And it's a continued learning opportunity for all of us who are continuing to follow Jesus many years later and mm -hmm. to move forward. So that's what we took away from um, the cursing of the fig tree and the faith. If you have anything, pray about things, you will receive it. Let us know what you girls took away from this message. What was the big aha moment for you? Or did God reveal something deeper revelation in your heart that you could share with all of us so we all can truly understand what this is, but I think the big takeaway... And we could have missed the mark on it, so please so yeah, let us know. <laughs> I think the, the biggest takeaway that I'm taking is, again, that Israel missed it. Mm -hmm. They had all they knew him, they knew, the, they knew their Bible, they had their rituals, but they still missed him because of a self-righteous attitude. So I think that's just a lesson to me. You know, I'm, I'm on this journey with Jesus, and, you know, I'm on a walk with him for life, and um, so just grow in that way, so... Yep. And keep praying. Obviously, prayer, I think, here is also just pointing out, again, prayer is important. So it's a communication that you keep reaching out to God, that you want to be part of His will, be part of the miracles in this life and stuff, and that you surrender to Him. So I guess, sisters, we'll stop it there. Um, like I said, Lord and I are still trying to figure out the best way to do the next bit, yeah, they all kind of go together. Yeah, but I think we'll just do what, because it's, it's a challenging Jesus' authority next in the two next three parables but the next two to finish out 21 kind of go together so we'll do all that all together in our next bible study so i just want you girls just to sit again with ask jesus what you need to learn from the fig tree um what was bearing and pressing on your heart mm -hmm. during all of this so we're going to end it out with our quiet time to reflect even more on everything that we just took in that's right so grab your note card
so I wrote a little bit of verse 21 and 22, reminding myself what Jesus said. I will tell you the truth. If you have faith and don't doubt, you can do this like this and much more. And then ending out verse 22, you can pray for anything. And if you have faith, you will receive it. So I wrote those down for me to really sit with and meditate on more. And reminding myself, little notes that I wrote with it, is as I'm reading those scriptures, really making sure that I'm, I'm sitting in that I'm having faith in God because all power comes from Him. That I need to keep praying and abiding it to Him. And He will reveal things to me through the Holy Spirit. Surrender to God and I will go where He goes and do what He says. And to me, that's when I'll produce the fruit. It's when I do that. So I first start off writing down verse 14. Um, again, reminding myself to bear fruit for the Lord. And that starts with the relationship with Jesus and seeing Him. Again, it's not, it's not about um, the pressure that I feel like to do these things to be saved. But it's about seeing Him and then remembering it's through Him I'm bearing the fruit. So, But I just feel like I know this is a symbol of God wants us to bear fruit for Him. Yeah. And again, that's going to manifest and be differently in all of our lives. That's why it's a relationship with Jesus and allow Him in your own life to work in you. To, to see how that works out for you type of thing. And then also down the, the verse 21. And what I wrote with that is reminding myself again to be, be abiding in Jesus. Faith in God. And align with his will. And I think again with all of that together. Starting with Jesus and then aligning with the Lord's will. And always coming to him saying be opening and willing. Because I know one thing too we always remember ourselves that God's always looking for a willing heart. And I think this is also showing that, Lord, I don't know how to do this, but I'm willing to work, you know, work, work I'm willing to open myself and allow you to work in me and uh, bear the fruit you're calling me to do. Because remember, we're all, as Christians, going to have different gifts, different fruits working in us, but as a community, we're all going to, that's all going to be important parts of the kingdom. Um, but I think that the biggest thing I want to remember is just to to abide, to keep abiding in Jesus and, and faith in Him, not what I'm doing, but He's in me, and that is enough. Yeah, there's some things I actually wrote in my notebook I forgot to mention. I think that will help kind of follow up with what Michelle says before we end out in prayer. So pretty much I wrote, if we substitute our own plan or if we serve our own interests and are in our own power, we stop abiding in Him, which means that means we're going to stop bearing the fruit because, again, we can't produce fruit without Him. Like it's Our good works aren't done on our own. We do it through abiding in Jesus. He's the one that provides us to do the fruit. As Michelle says, our our nature is not to be kind, patient, generous, and loving. Like that's through the work of the Spirit, having helping us be in the bearing of the fruit and doing what Jesus has called us to do. So I think the yeah, one we, it's through Him we bear the fruit. Right. It's. I feel like you just be catch yourself when you're and you're like thinking again of only your own interest and not as the whole kingdom's interest. I think that's when we kind of have to, we kind of stop abiding in him and go back. Yeah, because I think it's almost like what the Pharisees were doing. They were so focused on what they were doing. Well, it even goes back to how remember he went and cleansed the temple, and then what what was he was trying to show them what it was made for, for people that are sick to come and get healing. So I think another example, they weren't focused on that. They were focused on their gain mm -hmm. and not actually helping. Using the, using the stuff God gave them to help other people. I think that's also the shine. Yeah. The fruit is made for all of us to help our God's kingdom become stronger and do the purpose for what he has called. So it's more of that, like, we're all working together. It's not, yeah. oh, you got better this and that. No, it's like, hey, we're all going to come here together and together all of us aligned. And that also goes back to, I think, reminding ourselves of it's also showing that the harvest brought up too is also showing how important community is 
and also the power of our prayer as a community. So it goes back to another one. I did a, a corporate prayer fast with a girl. She's saying, you know, like all of us here coming together, focusing and praying on the same thing. That God That's, loves that. Yeah, that moves yeah. things. When he can, when he, when all of his children can say, oh. We need to all come together and pray for this, the situation, or for this person, or whatever. Like, that's also I think what it's saying. Like it's, it's, it's. He was talking to remember the whole Israelite. So it's, it's going back to the community. I was not pinpointing on one person, but as a community, can we all come together with faith and God and trust in Him and do His will and pray to Him and and seek Him in all things. And I think too when He says you can do things like this and much more. I think that's powerful in terms of he's reminding the, the disciples and they, have, they don't know it yet because Jesus is still there. But when he says, and you'll be able to do this and much more, it's because we have the spirit in us. Mm -hmm. And I think, I know for me, I sometimes don't always um, acknowledge that in my own life. And I, I, I keep praying to God to, to help me to be better, to be leading by the spirit um, mm -hmm. so that I can do things like this and much more. Because... Of him that lives in me. Yeah. All right, so girls, I hope that helps you on your walk with the Lord, and we are going to end out in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for showing us the way. Thank you for opening up our hearts to see where we need to be working on. Thank you for using moments like this to teach us things in our own life. Lord, I pray that all of us stay abiding in you so we can all keep producing the fruit. Help us not to get so attached to rituals and empty things in our lives and our own self-gains. Help us to be more in the spirit of you, the spirit of serving and helping others so we can all stay bearing fruit. Thank you for leading the way, Lord, showing us the way. Please forgive us, Lord, when we have those moments when we are focused on ourselves and our own interests. Please forgive us, Lord. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for listening to our hearts and our prayers and guiding the way. Lord, we surrender ourselves to you. We're here for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again, girls, for joining us. And we'll be back with another Bible study to finish out chapter yeah. 21. <laughs>